0: First off, uh, one of the things that struck me the most about *Drama Queen* is that it's a very cinematic album. It sounds like something off of like a like a teen movie soundtrack. Uh, so I'm wondering, what inspired you to lean more in that direction?
1: Uh, a lot of Netflix, a lot, a lot of Netflix. Um, I've been binge watching shows all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I think also part of it is me constantly saying my life a movie, ironically, <laughs> and then it became not ironic. I'm currently. I'm like halfway through Gone Girl right now. It's like a movie, Mm -hmm. but I watched You, Mm. Lupin. Um, Have you watched Control Z? I've not, but I've heard of it. I've heard of
0: it. It's really good. It's Mm. really good. And then uh, with any major release such as Drama Queen, there's bound to be plenty of unknowns, you know, particularly when you haven't dropped in six months. So I'm wondering where what were your expectations for the reception of Drama Queen and uh, going into it?
1: I just wanted people to like know, like, like this is my sound, you know, like because I failed, like I don't have like. I may have a few big songs, but I don't have like songs that like, like, I don't know, like that like stick out. Besides like "Gossip Girls" in my in my head, I'm even thinking "Gossip Girls" is my biggest song sometimes, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. I was like, let me make an album that like really like like puts the foot down, you know? Like, oh, this is me, you know what I mean? So yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to have like a demonstration of like what like you sort of like bring to the table and like what you want like people to recognize your sound for. And uh, you mentioned on Twitter recently that you finished Drama Queen a total of five times before you finally feel, felt comfortable enough to put it out into the world. Yeah. Uh, that seems to, that seems to be a pretty common trend amongst artists when it comes to albums. So I'm wondering what led you to finally saying, "Okay, this is good. It's done. Uh, I can let the world see this now."
1: The last song I made was Sins, and it, it, the last songs I actually made was Sins and Obsessed. And at first, I was going to drop it without them on it, and I was going to keep sins and obsessed for the next project I do. And then I was like, let me just add them to it because I feel like they fit. And I just did. And like, I don't know, they're doing great right now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, and in the process of putting Drama Queen together, I'm sure there were plenty of moments where you maybe weren't feeling like 100% there creatively. Uh, someone, what do you do to keep yourself motivated and creative when you maybe run up against a wall like that?
1: Um, Go on walks. Go do stuff. Don't be in the crib. Don't don't do all that. Talk to people, like generally, like talk to people. If you're in the crib, maybe like watch stuff. Watch stuff that or listen to stuff that you've never heard before. I be going on fucking music hunt on Spotify. I be like listening to albums all the time. Um, SoundCloud too. But I would be riding bikes around Paris, like I just be like <laughs> I literally just do that, and like I don't know, it's very fun.
0: Right, I think that's a good, I think that's a good point to make. I feel like uh, people lose sight of the fact that like all the greatest artists throughout history don't just listen to like their genre of music they take inspiration from other things and it's not just listening to music it's you know getting out and re- getting out and like getting real world experience real world experience even if that's just like riding a bike that actually leads to like creative inspiration and uh now that you have such a fully fleshed out project under your belt how do you look back on your earlier work from stuff when you were just starting out to even stuff as recent as like Arados
1: i feel like there's a lot of consistency but also like it's very like wonky <laughs> wonky <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, bro like it's like it's not really stable but like right now this is like it you know what i mean like this is like
0: it feels coherent i would agree i think i think there is something to be said for sort of like the earlier stages of like of like any artist career even including your own but i think once you get to a point like for example like you're a drama queen or or for example something like maybe like zeke's teen week where it's like a consistent altogether package that you can ship out and be like this is what I offer as an artist, I think that's a really, really important moment for anybody's career. Right. Yeah. Of course. And then it's a really beautiful uh, thing to see the entire scene come together uh, for every new release that big artists in the community uh, put out. Uh, but in recent weeks, in recent weeks, we've seen a lot of discussion surrounding um, supporting your friends as much you do as much as you do celebrities. So I'm wondering why do you think that's such an important distinction to make?
1: I've been seeing a lot of people like reposting all that shit like celebrities and shit, but they don't do shit for their friends. I'm like, nigga, damn. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be like, yo, do this, do that. Like, I'm not going to control your page, but like, I don't know. Like, if you fuck with your friends, like, fuck with your friends. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. No, I th- like, like, I always think back to like the way that like everybody came back together in like February to push Teen Week, like, push the living shit out of Teen Week when like Zeke came out with that. And like, you could say, like, and consequently, Zeke like became one of the biggest artists in the community like practically overnight um and i think like if people came out like that and showed out like that more often i think like the whole scene would explode like tenfold what it is right now hundred
1: percent hundred thousand percent that's what I was thinking that night, too.
0: And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that Drama Queen is easily one of the best albums of the year. And because of that, I'm sure you've had a lot of people come up to you and say, like, holy shit, it's so good. It's so amazing in the past couple of weeks. Uh, but it's no secret that creatives are often their own worst critics. Um, so I'm wondering, like, how critically do you look back on Drama Queen now that it's out into the world? And does that flood of positive feedback ever give you sort of of a sense of, like, uh, imposter syndrome? Uh, do you want me to rate every song? Do you want me to, like, like, have, like... Sure, why uh, not? Go for I- it.
1: I bet Peep for me the best song will be Obsessed or Gossip Girls. Still Gossip Girls. Still It's Wonder funny, Wonder we actually
0: songs. we actually agree on that one. Yeah, Obsessed is one of my favorite songs in the album, yeah.
1: Exactly. I would say Sins is kinda up there and then Homeraker is like right under. Mm-hmm. And then the songs are like are less good. I used to think Hollywood was crazy, but now that I dropped it, I don't feel it feels that crazy anymore really yeah i don't know i don't like it as much like the songs i like okay and then okay so under like homemaker would be like jealousy and then new life
0: really i love new life that's crazy that's one of your lower ranked
1: tracks yes and then the lowest would probably like be we'll meet again and then the worst one would be selfish
0: really that's super interesting why do you think uh why do you think the relationship do you think there's a relationship between stuff that like uh you put out like earlier on and the stuff that you worked on later or is it just a complete like mix
1: Loki, yeah i don't know selfish just like i feel like i could have done way better or like i could do i can do way better right now but i still actually i feel like new life would be like crazy to perform i'm gonna lie i, I remember i made that song and i was like Damn, I need this to be on the like on an HBO show or something. (laughs) Like like some euphoria
0: type shit? Yes, bro. I literally
1: made it after watching like some
0: season of that shit. Hmm. Yeah, no, have Euphor- is, like, my favorite TV show ever, so, like, that's, like, literally the first thing that popped into my head when I heard it, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, bro, yeah, you already know.
0: Something that I noticed about Drama Queen is that um, the production roster for it is fucking stacked. Everybody from Starboy Rob to Lunamatic lent a uh, helping hand on the- on that side of things. And uh, Matic is easily one of the biggest unsung heroes when it comes to production in the community. So I'm wondering, what do you think are some other producers, graphic artists, or any just sort of back- behind-the-scenes people that deserve more love?
1: uh for graphic designers if you're from elgia there you go i got it um of course the person who made the cover art of drama queen elgia made uh the cover arts for selfish and erratas and elena fortune made the cover art for Randall love and the whole album
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um for producers i would say like people like gail funeral Fear as a producer is insane.
0: Yeah, he's cracked as fuck, yeah.
1: Hmm. Kearns as a producer is insane. hmm I think it doesn't post beats like that, but there's things that he'd be showing me sometimes.
0: Insane. Wubs
1: as a producer is insane. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, Jesus, yeah.
1: Uh Fear Dorian as a producer.
0: Oh, I did not know I did not know Dorian was fifteen. That shit shocked me. He's so talented for so for being so young. Yeah.
1: Bro, me and Dorian and twenty me, I know Dorian since twenty eighteen, and we used to like have group chats together and we'll add like summers and shit and just troll them. <laughs> but, yeah, that sounds like some shit Dorian would do, yeah. Bro, that nigga was like twelve and I was like thirteen. Like some shit like that. And like now we're here. And like we didn't talk for like two years. Like we didn't talk throughout 2019, 2020, because I thought he disappeared from the internet. Hmm. And then one day I joined a chula live. And I see that nigga <laughs> in the background. I'm like, wait, I know this kid. This nigga used to d- dance on the on the gram. And he used to make a little uh. And I'm <laughs> like, so i like, I I like remember the name. I see this nigga has a whole IG. I have hella mutuals. I'm like, nigga, I DM the guy. He's already like, he already follows me. So I like, I I follow back and I DM him. I'm like, yo, I thought you disappeared. And then we reconnected like two months ago.
0: That's so funny. Holy shit. That's well, that's one hell of a reconnection story. Yeah. Something we've seen a lot of this scene continues to expand is the prevalence of like sort of one-sided parasocial relationships between sort of listeners of music and a lot of artists that are bigger in the community. Um, but what's unfortunate is that although like there are like a your fair share of like weirdos in the community, it seems like a lot of people don't even realize they're being sort of odd when they talk to larger artists. They just get caught up in the fact that they're talking to one of their favorite artists. So I'm wondering, have you experienced any sort of like Different treatment from people as a result of you being a larger artist in the community, and if so, what do you think should be done to change that?
1: I don't haven't really felt like that. Maybe I have, but I don't remember. But uh, I feel like I don't know. I talk to a lot of people, not a lot of people, but like people who DM me. I usually reply. I don't always reply, but sometimes I'd be bored. I just reply to like hello DMs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have co- end up having conversations with like hello people for one night. Mm-hmm. Like, also, like, uh, sometimes on my story I put, like, the little, like, how are you feeling thing, and, like, the people, like, vote low, I'd be, like, DMing them and be, like, yo, are you good? Like, are you straight, bro? Oh my strange, god, bro?
0: that's so much fun, oh my god.
1: Yeah, and I, like, did that for, like, 100 people on one night,
0: <laughs> and, like,
1: I don't know, I just, like, heard the little, like, stories and everything, and, like, they felt better afterwards, so, like, I was, like, shit, I'm glad I made your day or something.
0: Yeah, shit, that's awesome. That's a really, really, that's a really amazing way to interact with people. Um, yeah. You know, it's easy to focus on weirdos and stuff like that. But uh, there's also a lot of amazing people in the community. Like, I'm sure those people that that you made their day and whatnot. Uh, So I'm wondering, what have been your sort of, like, favorite events or interactions you've had with listeners other than, you know, making their day on Instagram?
1: Going live on IG is very fun. But I don't do it as often because I get very shy. This also involves Instagram DMs. But, like, people who, like, say something and don't expect a reply back and I just, like, end up trolling them back. Mm-hmm. and they would be like oh wow you're actually cool and i'm like yeah nigga <laughs> like i don't know
0: and uh, a misconception i used to have about the scene was that i thought it was mostly centered around the east coast um, but i understand now it's pretty like evenly spread out across the united states with like active communities in pretty much any major city uh, but it's sure as hell not centered in france so i'm wondering uh what do you th- how do you think like being located so far outside the states has impacted your perspective as an artist um definitely
1: less opportunities hmm it's harder to connect with certain people. It's not impossible. I can do a lot of things, but I'm working on doing the doing so because I'm gonna I'm gonna be traveling and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm still surprised. I be thinking about this a lot. I think about like, like how from like where I am in the world, how am I in this position without doing what everybody else is doing? You know what I mean? Like I'm not able to like meet this x y and z like doing this and all that i do like photo shoots i like have had like one video but that's like the least i could do so but it's about to change but i'm just saying i'm like real surprised i'm like came this far just from like being on the internet
0: yeah like it makes you think about like how far you're about to go considering you're about to unlock like a lot of opportunities like that and being able yeah. to whatnot uh, you mentioned you're traveling soon do you have plans to visit the united states anytime soon or Oh yeah. I want to go once I turn eighteen
1: in January. And I will start like traveling like February.
0: Hmm, okay. And then uh what are some of the biggest cultural divides you've seen between you and your friends in the United States? I saw that you were pretty shocked to find out that the, the first day of the week over here is Sunday. Bro, I remember I found out about that. I was like, nah, there's no way. <laughs> nah, there's like crazy Bro,
1: people be forgetting that I'm French or like don't know. I literally learn words every day. Like I literally Found out what prolapse means bro why night.
0: would you uh, why is that the word that you learn okay i want to know the context of that actually you know what i take that back no, no i don't no no yeah i don't want
1: to but i learned how what that meant last night i also learned that <laughs> cuck is short for cuck hole See, that? just like little things like that I don't know, but I I like learn every day. I I don't learn only about sex stuff, but like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're like, yeah, I learned about prolapse and cucking and like all this other shit. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to learn. And then uh, now that quarantine is opening back up, uh, there's, of course, the possibility of potentially performing a show um, here in the States. So I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts on the prospect of performing live underneath the Angelus name? Do you have excited? Do you have any anxiety for it? Uh, all
1: I'm gonna say is my first time will not be performed. My first time, my first performance will not be in the United States. But I'm excited and I'm very nervous. I don't know what to expect, but we'll see.
0: And uh, alongside the release of Drama Queen, you dropped your first ever music video, uh, for the tracks "Jealousy" and "Gossip Girls." And with a lot of artists uh, stepping in front of a camera like that for the first time, is uh, can be kind of intimidating. So I'm wondering, like, how did you feel going into that shoot? Did you have any sort of anxiety in that regard?
1: Oh yeah, I was like, because especially because. In France, I'm not really known. Mm. And, like, my manager really, like, picked up, like, a random, like, team of, like, cameramans and shit. It they just knew, like, my name. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the name of the songs. And that's it. And, like, we just shot that shit in, like, one day. It was cool. They were nice. But, like, very, very awkward for the first time
0: yeah and do you and do you like actually like sing along with the the song itself or do you just like like lip sync it i can imagine that's kind of awkward i lip
1: sync bro and like bro in the video uh there were there's so many instances you can see in the video i didn't even see on the like i didn't even notice on the, until people like pointed it out but you can see like my airpods like falling out multiple times <laughs> like, like bro no i remember we were shooting that shit and like my speakers died <laughs> so like bro it was so bad. It died, like, mid-footage. Oh no! So, like, bro, we were shooting that shit. It was, like, right in front of the Eiffel Tower. They were playing, and it just stopped. And I had to just, like, keep going. Like, Fine. no music. I just had to sing along and, like, make sure I'm on beat.
0: Right, and I understand, um, I understand stepping in front of a camera can't be, like, the most insane thing for you, considering you have a background in modeling. Can you tell us where that interest and in that came from?
1: What happened is I was, like, doing a photo shoot, mm-hmm. and the photographer had a brand. And he just gave me clothes and he just started filming me for his brand. So I was like, okay, so this is happening. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this, but I guess I'm doing it now. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just did it. And the video that they sent me, I didn't even know there there was a video. They just sent it to me and I was like, oh, this looks sick. So I just posted it.
0: Hmm. Okay. I mean, I mean, it seems like you ate that shit up for being a first time for for being a first first
1: time ever doing anything. Thing in real life about music or anything. I was like, damn, I'm really doing this shit.
0: Like, oh like. Yeah, no, and the clothes you had on in that one were crazy as fuck. And on the topic of uh on the topic of fashion, what are some fashion no-nos you've seen your friends fall into over the years?
1: Um I
0: think there's an elephant in the room that I think we're all thinking of, but who? V-Lone I mean fucking Oh. Nigga, I wear V-Lone all the time, nigga. You like wear V-Lone Damn, really? Okay, that's oh, a bold statement.
1: I I will say though, in like 2017, I was like what 13. I bought a fake Velo hoodie No. of Etsy.
0: Was it just a normal Velo or was it like a collab or anything like that?
1: No, normal Velo, like Velo, and then the V in the back. I was wearing that shit at school, nigga. Oh my god. I would be damned if someone took a pic of me back then. Probably not, <laughs> cause phones weren't allowed. I have a pic of it though. It's probably out there.
0: Oh my god, yeah. But
1: like me wearing fake v
0: like <laughs> $100 V-Lone. bounty for anybody that can find that picture of Meg wearing a fucking v hoodie. And on the, on the topic of friends in the scene, the past couple months we've seen a lot of discussion on how things were and what a lot of people consider like the scene's heyday. Um, and opinions on the, how things uh, have changed are pretty split. Uh, some, some, some people think that things are a lot less genuine and grassroots than what they used to be. And a lot of people believe it's just as he- alive and healthy as it was back in the day. Uh, so I'm wondering as someone who's been around for so much of the scene's development, where do you think on that spectrum that you fall?
1: Um, I can't say, like, I can understand why people think it's less genuine, but I think it's because things are changing and, like, people are starting to be more professional and have companies, like, behind them and shit, but I feel like it's still genuine because it's still, like, them, it's still, like, the same people I know and talk to, so, I don't know, I feel like it's just things are going to the next level and you just have to get used to it. It's just, like... It's the same thing, but, like, with a different budget. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everything was self-made before, and now it's like, you know, we can do this, we can do that. We can have videos. We can have cool visuals. We can have good-sounding vocals. We can have crazy
0: collabs. Like, I don't know. I, but I can understand where that's coming from. I think that's a good way of putting it. I think just because the scene is a lot less, like, like for a long time, it's been, like, a sort of do-it-yourself aesthetic, and I think a lot of people got accustomed to the way, Everybody was doing the things themselves, but I think people need to recognize that it's like, it's a good thing that we don't have to do all the shit ourselves now. It's like we can have, we have really, really talented people that do other aspects of things for us. And just because, Everything just because everything isn't like sort of homebrew and like homemade doesn't mean that's any less genuine And then uh, when researching artists for these interviews, I usually come across some pretty interesting stuff uh, But your Twitter is hands down the most incredible thing I've ever had to do a deep dive on So I was wondering if I could run a few of your tweets by you And you could clarify what was going through your head when you decided to send them out into the world it, okay, do it All right, perfect. Feel like coffee. I'm the way I make these bitches shit Wait, that's a real tweet I did. Yeah, you Wait. made that tweet. Yeah, you want to clarify what that means?
1: Wait, repeat that.
0: Okay, you want me to say it slower? Okay. Feel like coffee the way I make these bitches shit. I honestly
1: don't remember that tweet. I don't remember that tweet.
0: Alright, fine. How about this one? I like my dick how I like my AirPods. <laughs> I forgot where I how I thought of that. I probably <laughs> stole the
1: tweet too. <laughs> But well, then you didn't think of it. You just stole it. I remember when I saw it, I was like, damn, that's genius. Mm-hmm. But I thought of it. So I'm a genius.
0: OK, checks out. <laughs> and then I, mean? um, I have no bitches, but I have enough money to pay for Mr. Beast DoorDash. So who won? Is <laughs> that a real
2: tweet? Yes. I don't even have, I
0: don't even, I don't even have DoorDash here. You don't have Doordash in France? No. No? What the fuck? now that's a cultural divide right there. That's what that's that's the biggest difference between France and the United States. And then uh Sleigh World is drain gang for misogynists. I mean I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hold you on that one. I think that's that's valid. That's valid. Let's not get this video demonetized. Um and while we're on the topic of outlandish statements, uh can you clear the air about you being six foot one? What happened there?
1: Okay, Pete. So basically, I didn't okay. So what happened is my dad told me that I was 6'1", right? I never measured. I didn't measure. He was just telling me that ever since, like, a long time. Like, every time I would ask dad how tall am I, that nigga would be, like, one. I would be, like, dad. I, like, got my ID. Like, I, like, he gave, like, I saw my ID for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was old, right? But I look at it and, like, I'm, like, wait this is not what you told me mm-hmm. like because it's in meters right mm-hmm. i do the conversion on the internet sick five eight so i'm like they go what <laughs> i'm five eight there's no way so like for a couple of months i'm like damn nigga <laughs> damn nigga i'm five eight and then a couple of months ago like last month october i went to up uh, to do my passport right they asked me to do to like measure i'm like damn i'm gonna get an update this is the moment i'm you you want to know hmm. for everyone that's watching right now,
0: I am five ten. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's a, that's a little bit of a it's a turning point right there. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, and then no matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always going to be like a hundred, the more a hundred more that you wish you could have heard earlier. Uh, so I'm wondering if you could put a handful of uh, uh if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners on to you right now. Who would you pick? All right now, I'm listening to a lot of
1: BK Tarula. mm but uh, a lot of people, a lot of people know BK, so. I listen to a lot of mental mm. and a lot of Mochila
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of Wylan. Well, more, mostly like just hard stop. Um, I listened to a lot of Vega as well. And I listened to a lot of Edgar.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, no I'm super duper excited for what he's got coming up soon with like the whole like the recent wave of music after care and whatnot, yeah, and then on a similar note, although uh drama queen is entirely a solo effort uh, you've collaborated with quite a few pe- you've collaborated with quite a few people over the years, uh, so and I can imagine there's plenty more that you still want to work with so if you can name a handful of people that uh you want to work with as like dream collaborators, who would you pick? It could be anybody from like Yeet to Tisa Korean
1: I want to work with Tekka and figo, a song with Kanye. Nah, Kanye will be crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Kanye
0: on production or do you want Kanye in the vocals with you too?
1: Probably like vocals, yeah. And mostly like production for like tech and shit, but I think like vocals would be cool too. A song? Oh, I also want to do production for Echo Two K.
0: And then uh finally you've come a really really, really long way in twenty twenty one alone. And I'm super excited for not only like what you have just in twenty twenty one, but even beyond that. Uh so I'm wondering, is there anything you want to accomplish either in this last month of twenty twenty one or going into twenty twenty two?
1: I just let things happen, to be honest. I don't really have crazy goals. Mm-hmm. But I just let things happen. Mm-hmm. But shit, you know, I just go with the flow. I just want to like, be able to like lift like this on the next level forever. That's that's the only thing I want. You know what I mean? I just want to be with my friends. We're all stable mentally and all that shit. And yeah. That
0: yeah, shit. I think, that's, I think that's the best thing to attain for. Alright, I think that's gonna wrap it up here today. Uh thank you thank you so much for being hey, here today. Oh God Yeah, no, it's been a long time, it's been overdue for a minute, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, look at this keyboard. It has a supreme sticker. Bro, on. what
2: shut the fuck okay